Hi, this is Chris. And this is Elmi. And we know something about astrology. I'm a Sagittarius. Elmi is a Scorpio. Today is Saturday, November 6th, and this is for the week of November 6th through November 12th. We just had a new moon in Scorpio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was last Thursday. How did that go for you? As we, as we know, new moons are not really my favorite time of the month, so I did an Instagram poll where I asked whether or not people thought I would survive this new moon. And according to the poll results, I had a 63% chance of surviving it, and apparently I did. All right. Yeah. Thank you. So, Thank you, everyone who voted. Either way, we appreciate your support, Yeah. whether you were for or against, because that, that one was a toss-up. Yeah, and whether you voted yes or no doesn't really matter. Just it's important that you vote, yeah. right? You know? Right. Um, right. I mean, I, don't, I never know if I'm going to survive a new moon. I, I could have voted no myself, but, yeah. but I made it. And, um, you know, one of the astrologers that I follow or that we follow is Gaul Sasan. And he was talking about how, you know, when the moon is in Scorpio, it's technically in its fall. The moon is in its home sign when it's in Cancer. And then the moon is exalted when it's in Taurus. Uh, the moon likes being in Taurus almost as much as it likes being in Cancer. That's what it means when they say it's exalted in Taurus, right. is that the moon just likes being in Taurus. However, the opposite sign of Taurus is Scorpio. So they say that that's because um, that's why it's in its fall. Okay. Um, it's just not as comfortable in Scorpio. And also, when the new moon, anytime you have a new moon, that means that the sun and the moon are lined up in the sky. They're at the same degree, and they're in the same sign at that time. So the sun was also in Scorpio. And uh, Scorpio is not also the sun's favorite placement either. The sun prefers to be in Leo, and Scorpio and Leo square one another. So if this was a particularly rough new moon for you, that's in a lot of ways, that's kind of the nature of a Scorpio new moon. Uh, because the moon is not comfortable in Scorpio, and neither is the sun. However, it happens once a year. It's There's going to be a new moon in Scorpio. Mm -hmm. So Scorpio is always going to kind of shake things up a little bit, make us get to the core of things. Uh, that the usual just saying, ah, everything's okay, everything's okay, doesn't necessarily work. When you're dealing with Scorpio energy, things are going to come up. Things are maybe going to need to be addressed. You can't hide from it anymore. Uh, Scorpio is going to get you, uh, for lack of a better way of phrasing that. Um, so anyway, if this was a tough new moon for you, that might be part of it, but hopefully things are going okay in your world. Also, with the recent shift of Mars leaving Libra and going into Scorpio, did you notice any partnerships in your life that maybe either ended or maybe they were strengthened? Um, with Mars and Libra, we were evaluating and reevaluating partnerships, whether it be personal relationships, partnerships, uh, business relationships, that kind of stuff. So if you noticed any kind of breakdowns there or any big changes there, that could have been the Mars transition as well. Mm. Now, Friday, November 5th, also known as yesterday, <laughs> the planet Venus left the freewheeling sign of Sagittarius for the much more cautious and conservative sign of Capricorn. Mm. Venus, while it was in Sagittarius, was more about being wild and free and following your dreams and being in the moment, especially when it comes to affairs of the heart. However, Venus in Capricorn says, hey, I know we just met and we aren't even officially dating, but where do you see us in 10 years? <laughs> 
Venus in Capricorn mm-hmm. is discriminating. It is selective. And it's about long-term and hopefully steady relationships, but also relationships that might require some work. Mm. Venus in Sagittarius says, oh, things aren't working out. Okay, bye. Whereas Venus in Capricorn is in it for the long haul because they say once Venus in Capricorn commits, it's for life. Or at least it's for a really long time. I don't want to lock anyone into any kind of lifetime commitments, but you know, long, long-term commitments. That's what we're dealing with with uh, Venus and Capricorn. Venus and Capricorn says, "I've decided to list you as the beneficiary." I already screwed that up. <laughs> I get so excited about my jokes sometimes. And the moon is in Sagittarius, so I'm trying yeah. to be especially funny. But Venus and Capricorn says, "I've decided to list you as the beneficiary for my Roth IRA." Really sexy stuff like that. Uh, Venus and Capricorn favors people of in older age. It favors tradition. It favors the past. It also favors ambition. Capricorn is very career-oriented. And Capricorn can also be about delayed gratification. It doesn't necessarily come right away. you got to wait for it. you got to work for it. That's Capricorn energy, and that is also the Saturn influence. The planet Saturn rules Capricorn, and it usually makes it work for stuff. Um, This is not one-night stand energy. Do people still use that term, one night stand? Is that a thing? I, I have seems, no idea. I wrote that and then it just seemed really dated as soon as I wrote <laughs> yeah. it. It's like, that sounds like something. Uh. Venus and Capricorn, I'll say it's going to be good for the mutable signs uh, who might have had a tougher time when Venus was in Sagittarius. So mutable signs like Pisces, Virgo, mm-hmm. and Gemini. This could be a good switch for you. And because Capricorn is an Earth sign, it could also be good for Earth signs, Capricorn, Virgo, and Taurus. Mm. And here's an interesting thing. While Venus normally stays in a sign for about four weeks, in this case, Venus will be staying in Capricorn for, get this, four months. Mm. Yeah. Normally stays in a sign for four weeks. It's staying in Venus and Capricorn for four months. Four months of Venus in Capricorn. Venus entered Capricorn on November 5th, and it's going to stay there until March 6th, 2022. That is a whole lot of Venus in Capricorn. And the reason for its lengthy stay is that there will be a Venus retrograde during the time Venus is in Capricorn. The retrograde is going to start on December 19th, but we'll worry about that later. (laughs) But with this tremendously long stay Venus will be having in Capricorn, if you are a Capricorn, or if you have Venus in Capricorn, or if you just have Capricorn somewhere significant in your chart, get ready to be extra attractive and extra desirable. And some celebrities out there who have Venus in Capricorn include, but are not limited to, January Jones, mm. Hannibal himself, Mads Mikkelsen, mm. Tippi Hedren, mm. Alicia Keys, Mark Duplass, mm. Kelsey Grammer, wow. Humphrey Bogart, Jaleel White, Urkel, right? Yeah. Jaleel White, yeah. Walt Disney, wow. Frank Sinatra, and Paul Newman. What an interesting group. Yeah, and you know when I when I think of Venus and Capricorn, just Humphrey Bogart popped in my head like right away, and of course naturally he has Venus and Capricorn, uh, and then people like Frank Sinatra, Paul Newman. It's that kind of throwback energy. It's about like going to like those old timey restaurants that have just never changed. Mm, you know, it's that okay. kind of a vibe with Venus and Capricorn, 
which we're going to be experiencing for one third of a year. Wow. All right. <laughs> a long stay. So hopefully you like Venus and Capricorn. And if not, um, there's other planets to focus on, such as the embattled planet Mercury, which was in Libra and had the Mercury retrograde from heck. Uh, recently entered Scorpio mm. and it's only going to be in Scorpio for 19 days and then uh, Mercury will go into Sagittarius on November 24th but Mercury was in Libra for 66 days and that's a long time for Mercury to be in a sign and I've noticed over the years that whenever Mercury stays in one sign for a long period of time like it just did with Libra you know regardless of the sign communications can be strained and sometimes just downright annoying. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. You know, for our day-to-day -day activities, Mercury is a planet that we rely on to clip along at a certain pace. And when it doesn't, it can lead to really frustrating experiences. Now, Mercury finally has its gusto back and it is in the sign of Scorpio now. So as far as communications go, since Mercury rules communications, I'd say it's going to be especially important to be transparent right now. Scorpio does not like sneaky stuff. This is not a time to keep secrets. So I'd say get it out there and, and be especially honest in your dealings with people. Yeah. Also, Scorpio energy is very intuitive energy. And in some ways, we might be called upon to over-communicate a bit because Scorpio can have sort of a stealth way of communicating. It doesn't like to play mm -hmm. its hand uh, too quickly. Uh, and, and so sometimes there's some guessing, like, well, is this person saying what I think they're saying? So st sometimes you're going to have to just clarify things with people. Uh, Scorpio energy is not necessarily quick to jump into a conversation like when Mercury was in Libra. Libra is far more sociable energy. I'd say Libra is the official socialite of the Zodiac. Oh, okay. So it might be a little tricky to read people right now. So that's why I'm saying be transparent, over-communicate if, if necessary, and also try to guard against paranoia. Not everyone is out to get you. Try to remember <laughs> that, especially right now as we are going through just an overall stressful time in life. Um, try to see the positive in things. So just over a week ago, we had Mars and Mercury and Libra. Mars and Mercury were in Libra, and Venus was in Sagittarius. And that was sort of a party atmosphere and, and an optimistic energy uh, because both Libra and Sagittarius say what can go right. Whereas now, Mars and Mercury are in Scorpio, and Venus is in Capricorn. So that's a pretty big shift. Mm. And Scorpio and Capricorn both have a tendency to ask what can go wrong. Both of those signs are more cautious. And uh, I would say finances, especially the financial world, will probably come more into focus right now. They say Scorpio deals with other people's money, like money you might receive through an inheritance or potentially you managing someone else's money, like mm. an accountant or a retirement specialist. And Capricorn and Scorpio overall just have a more serious tone to them than Libra and Sagittarius. So if you've been finding people sort of flighty the past few weeks, a more business-like tone was probably going to prevail over the coming weeks now. So I'd say there's some work for all of us to do during November, and then the party vibes will return toward the end of November when the sun enters Sagittarius. But for now, there are a lot of planets in the earth signs and in the water signs. So for the next few weeks, it could be 
serious business. Okay. Let's put it that way. All right. So anyway, I think it's a good time to transition to the Ask a Scorpio segment of our show. Oh. As I mentioned at the top, Almy is a Scorpio. She's been a Scorpio her entire life. She was born October 24th. And Almy, as a Scorpio, you're going to be going to Disneyland for the fourth time this year. Uh, that's next weekend. And it'll be my third time uh this year and i guess we're making up for lost time because we couldn't really go in 2020 so almy as a scorpio going to disneyland for the fourth time this year what are you seeking out what are you looking to do that maybe you haven't done already i haven't been to disneyland during the winter holiday season in a very long time so i'll be looking forward to seeing the christmas decorations and walking around and maybe trying some christmas treats And I've never seen California Adventure during the Christmas season. They have a big tree there now. So that'll be fun. As often as I go to Disneyland, I still don't go, you know, year round. Mm -hmm. And so it'll be fun just to see it with, like, the castle has fake snow on it and all of that. And I think the last time I saw Disneyland during the holiday season was... uh, Oh, gosh, maybe even 10 years ago. So hmm. I'm just going to be looking forward to that ambiance, I guess. Yeah, I guess we haven't really, well, at least you and I haven't been together during the holidays. If we go, it's usually around your birthday. So it's still or my that, dad's birthday. Or your dad's birthday, yeah. yes. Your dad is, is just as big a fan of Disneyland as you are, I would say. And uh, you usually go, if there's going to be decorations, it'll be the Halloween variety, especially around your right, birthday. Right. But this will be fun to see the uh, the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, any restaurants you might be looking to eat at this time that you haven't ever or recently? Oh, wow. Um, whatever I can get. It's hard to get reservations now at Disneyland for food and dining. But I'll remain optimistic and... Um, gosh, I don't know. I, I really do love to be wined and dined at Disneyland, especially California Adventure. So I'll really be happy with uh, whatever we can get. Carthay would be amazing, but uh, there's so many fun things to eat there. And I know we're going with Laura, and Laura has never been to Oga's Cantina, which is the Star Wars bar in Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. So I think we should go there. I think that would be fun for her to see, because that's a fun experience. Yeah, that works for me, and I might get a Ronto wrap. Is that what they're called? Yeah, those aren't at the bar, but they're in mm-hmm. Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Um, and I think the bar's still fun, even if you don't drink. You see the little animatronic DJ robot. Everyone is in very committed to character, the cast members in that bar. Yeah. And even the non-alcoholic drinks are just fun. So I recommend it to everyone, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. You really feel those vibes in there. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I look forward to joining you at Disneyland next weekend Mm -hmm. and partaking in these activities. Now, before we go, Almy, I have one quick other question for you in the Ask a Scorpio segment of our show. This one does not have anything to do with Disneyland. But, you know, we're talking about Venus and Capricorn. It's kind of old-timey energy. You know, the show Mad Men, Mm -hmm. I think, is also a good example of what Venus and Capricorn is. And this is a little trivia question, and I don't know if you know the answer. Maybe you do. But as a Scorpio, do you know what actor was actually considered for the role of Don Draper prior to John Hamm? I think he was actually offered the part and turned it down. Do you know who that actor is? At one point, I did. I really did. Because it was someone sort of surprising, like a John Stamos type. It wasn't John Stamos, but I do remember it was someone so not John Hamm. Um, why don't you tell me? Because I, I could try guessing, but I don't I don't remember at all. Was it, wait, 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 was it Rob Lowe? 
No. Was it someone like Rob His initials Lowe? are TJ. TJ, and it's not Trader Joe. It's not Trader Joe? Mm-hmm. Um, Theodore Thomas. Thomas Jane? Thomas Jane. Yes. Oh, okay. I was thinking of something else you then. Got it. Because I could totally see Thomas Jane as Don Draper. Me too. Why did I think it was uh, Rob John Lowe. Stamos? Or John Stamos, yeah. I guess those are all. You know what, though? Even though John Stamos is not a Don Draper, he looks like he could be one. Maybe yeah. that's what I was thinking. But okay, Thomas Jane. All right. Thank you for the assist. You got it. And and great. I mean, you got it, you got it right. Um, and yeah, if they ever do a reboot of Mad Men, maybe that would be a fun thing for them to do. Every episode, there's a different guy <laughs> playing Don Draper. So one episode is John Stamos, one episode is Rob Lowe. Got to get Brian Cranston in there. Get Brian Cranston in there, Thomas Jane, Steve Carell, of course. Yes. Um, that might be kind of fun. So yeah. Anyway, that concludes the Ask a Scorpio segment of our show. Uh, let's take a look at this week. This weekend, at least, right now in the present, the moon is in Sagittarius. So we might be in the mood for a little adventure. Woo-hoo. However, I would tell you, be cautious on the roads. People are impatient during a Sagittarius moon. Uh, Sagittarius energy always has somewhere else to be. A lot of honking, I've noticed. A lot of honking. People drive even crazier than they normally do. So... But again, that's that's kind of the vibe this week, and it might be a little hyper out there. The vibe will shift uh, by Monday for sure when the moon goes into Capricorn, where it will be all day. And like I mentioned before, the moon is ruled, uh, or it's in its home sign when it's in Cancer. So when the moon is in Capricorn, it actually is fairly uncomfortable there. Uh, Capricorn energy does not emote like Cancer energy does. The moon prefers watery energy, and Capricorn being an Earth sign doesn't like to communicate that way. Capricorn likes to suck the emotion out of things whenever possible and make decisions that way. Um, So Monday, Tuesday might be especially rational. There might be a lot of reality out there. It might be a little tricky to escape if you're someone who's more uh, creative-minded and doesn't like to deal with taxes and all that kind of boring stuff. So Monday and Tuesday might be a little tricky. Uh, However, Wednesday, the moon's going to go into Aquarius on Wednesday. And um, I'm looking at my day planner here. And, uh, you know, the Aquarian energy always has a tendency to shake things up anyway. It's ruled by Uranus. Uranus shakes things up. That's what it does. Um, And Wednesday, November 10th, once the moon goes into Aquarius... The moon is going to form some harsh aspects with some pretty big players. The moon is going to square Mars. The moon is going to square Mercury. And not to be outdone, it's also going to square, the moon's also going to square Uranus. And then some of the other planets getting in on the action. Mercury, which is currently in Scorpio, is going to square Saturn, which is in Aquarius. And then Mars, which is also in Scorpio, is also going to square Saturn, uh, which is in Aquarius. So Saturn's not going to be happy on Wednesday. And neither is the moon. Both those planets are going to be pretty darn grumpy. And -hmm. it's really going to be Aquarius versus Scorpio Mm. is what's going on here. And a little bit of Taurus thrown in. Uranus is in Taurus right now. But it's basically going to be the moon battling Saturn, battling Mars. And it's just, I don't know how this is going to shake out. But Saturn is the planet of restriction. It's the planet of limitation. It's the planet of, you know, you've done everything you can. There's just nothing left in the tank. You can only go so far. We are limited sometimes in life. Saturn's always happy to remind us of that. And then the moon, when it's uncomfortable, again, the moon is our emotions. It's our mood. If we're already kind of in a grumpy mood to begin with, and then having to deal with certain limitations on top of that, eh. 
So mm-hmm. Wednesday is looking really like a um, a mess, so to speak. But hopefully uh, you don't notice it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if you do, that's what's going on. Uh, Scorpio and Aquarius are battling it out in the sky on Wednesday. And that'll probably carry over into Thursday as well. So November 10th, November 11th, if you're experiencing some astrological turbulence, that's what's going on there. Mm. Uh, by Friday, November 12th, the moon's going to enter Pisces. And then where the planets are right now, uh, because there are a lot of planets in water signs, the uh, Pisces moon is going to be fairly happy. Um, Mm. The the Pisces moon is actually going to get along famously with Mars. It's going to get along famously with Mercury. Um, That might not be until later in the day on Friday. So I guess just general guidance for this coming week, Wednesday and Thursday, you might be a little ticked off and there might be some things that don't go your way. So try not to blow your top. Um, By Friday, things will get a little better, but even then, I don't know if it'll be in a place where, let's say you got in a big argument Wednesday or Thursday, I don't think uh, people are going to necessarily be in a forgiving mood by Friday. It'll be warming up to that, but it might be still a little too early. So um, I guess at the end of the day, we're going to try to want to lean into that Venus and Capricorn right now, and Venus and Capricorn is always going to tell us, you know, think before you speak. Uh, Do I really need to lash out right now? Do I really need to come at this from uh, an emotional place? Can I... uh can I delay some things? This might be the, the week to delay a couple of things. But again, Aquarius energy is just so unpredictable. It doesn't necessarily mean things are going to lead to arguments. It could also mean breakthroughs. It could also mean seeing things in a different way, having that aha moment like, oh, this is what's been bugging me all this time. And if I try it this way, things will work out. It'll go, you know, they'll go a little smoother that kind of stuff. But either way, it's it's unpredictable for sure. We're not quite sure how Aquarian energy is ever going to really manifest itself, but stay positive and uh, I think you'll you'll come out okay. So that's about it. Uh, thanks as always for listening. We love you and Almy's going to take us out with a couple deep breaths. Thanks again for listening, everyone. If you'd like to join us now, we're going to do our mini meditation where we take some deep breaths in and out. So now is the time to make yourself comfortable You can lie down, you can sit, whatever you like. And if you would like to close your eyes, you can do so now. And together, we're going to take a slow, deep breath in through the nose. And slowly release that breath through the mouth. One more deep breath in. And deep breath out. Last one, deep breath in, and deep breath out. All right, open your eyes, shake out those shoulders, release any tension that you may be carrying in your neck, in your jaw, in your forehead, release the tension in your eyebrows, in your shoulders, your back, shake it out, and we hope you have a wonderful day and weekend, and as always, we'll talk to you again soon.